Hello and welcome to an all-new Marvel cast, Explosion Network's hub of all things Marvel, a place to talk about everything MCU and beyond, from Avengers and Defenders to Phoenix and Crazy Horse. My name's Ashley Hobley, the Explosion Network's resident Lucky Pizza host. Joining me today, Ultimate Kira Marchant. Hey, Ashley, just you and me. I'm looking forward to talking about episode three. Yes. Um, to see if we've got a bullseye today. Oh, no, I don't think there was any bullseyes in this episode. Ooh. Oh, it wasn't any disappointing. But maybe there was some yeah. sort of a kingpin. Uh moving on. Uh <laughs> this week it's episode episode three, Echoes, directed by Bird and Birdie, written by Katie Mathewson and Tanner Bean. After escaping a new threat, Clint and Kate join forces against an expanding criminal conspiracy. Uh Kieran, what do you think of this week's episode of Hawkeye? I thought overall this episode was really fun. Um I thought it was a really interesting take to continue going down um, Hawkeye's kind of hearing impairment and, and like kind of seeing how truly that affects him and, and just the not only the the ramifications for him as a person, but then also seeing how that's used for not just kind of serious and dramatic effect, but also for um, comedic effect throughout the episode. Mm. So um, I think it was overall was done really well. I think I was a little disappointed by. I thought we would go in a direction of um, talking about Kate having to deal with some things, um, specifically killing people, because she at least murdered like one person in this episode. Nah, um, they got out of that van perfectly there's fine. No way they got out of that van. <laughs> there's no way. Um, which I was a little bit. With the with the extent of the explosion, I'm like, oh no, that that person's dead. But it's kind of weird that they're just like she has no real reaction of. Maybe that's what she was talking to him about during, over dinner, and he put put his earpiece when he had his earpiece out. I don't think so. I don't think her <laughs> uh, facial just, expressions no, yeah. or anything were were matching to that. To be perfectly honest with you, I don't. Know, yeah, I like the episode a lot. I think they introduced a lot of good ideas and characters and stuff and it kind of uh kind of moving the world and also the story forward uh but on that point i think she is so focused on wanting to be a hero that i don't think that kind of it's like she's kind of dumb to it at this point maybe to a certain degree you know how there's been so many events in the marvel universe it's like uh killing somebody with a bow bike they blow up she's more she was more focused on the blowing up the car than she was what happened to the people inside the van. Which is... I don't know. I don't think that's a great great quality to have in... It's an interesting quality to have. It's it's an interesting one, but I guess that, that depends, right? Is If that is on purpose or if, if it's, you are inferring that to try and... Explain why. Duct tape. Explain why that happened. And look, I hope in the the coming episodes we get further explanation and further further discussion on that. I don't. I get the feeling we're not going to. Um, I think. I think we could. I hope I'm wrong. I I think there's going to potential. There's a lot of difference between you know she shoots somebody and they die in front of her, and I shot a van, it blew up. I'm so busy in this car chase, I don't know what's happening. Like, you know, <laughs> you know. It was a big explosion. It was a big explosion, but it was, it was under a the really car. I mean, 
The entire car didn't blow it up. It wasn't under the car. It, she stabbed it. It like went into the grill of the car and exploded yeah, but in it was, the engine. Yeah, but most of the explosion went underneath, it felt like. No, because it smashed the glass and the fire came out of the the glass of the cabin. That's fair. Maybe I'm misremembering <laughs> it. <laughs> like, there was a decent amount of fire There show. was. Uh, but yeah, that car chase, that was really good. Well put I together. I the camera work was... Um, Obviously, the camera they were was showing off a little start at the start with the uh, Children of Men shot of, like, in the yes. car going around. I'm looking forward to the... Uh, I can't remember what the documentary series making of series they do but i'm looking forward to seeing how yes, they did yeah pull that off because it was pretty pretty seamless i thought the the shot where the camera went outside with her and was like alongside her while she was facing backwards i'm like that's pretty fucking cool that was uh, yeah that was a nice little touch um yeah i think there's uh there's an interesting it was there was definitely them playing around and being like, look, even though it's a TV show, we're still going to push the envelope with what we can do yep. with our camera work and our cinematography as a whole. Yep. Okay. We got to showcase a bunch of trick arrows. Uh, mm-hmm. The one that didn't look good was the the Play-Doh arrow, especially like the first time it was used. Yeah. Like when it first hits the the windshield, and it starts like bubbling. It's like yep. then they cut away and they come back and it looks fine because they actually yes, put actual yeah. stuff on. Yes, yeah, it did look a little bit like maybe that was a shot they didn't work very long on or didn't put that much time into. Well, speaking of that, did you think Hayley Seinfeld's face looked weird when they were jumping off the bridge? Did you notice that? Yes, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know. I think no, that was that probably was, a stunt uh, double and they've tried to deep fake or something. Yeah, deep fake onto it. Yeah, that's. Yeah, now that you mention it, um, that was a little strange. It was a little jarring, yeah. It's it's a which is interesting because that's like one of the shots they use in the trailer, so it's like kind yeah. of weird. Uh, yeah, but I guess important character that gets introduced in this episode uh, is Echo or uh, her name Maya Lopez. Maya Lopez. They're called Echo in the comics. Uh, she's like obviously clearly the head of the tracksuit mafia. Uh, you know, we get kind of a, we start the episode with her and like going back to, uh, her as a young child, obviously it's established pretty quickly. She's deaf. Um, you know, uh, she's, and not just deaf, deaf. she's also an amputee. She's got, yes. Uh, so Alec Lacroix Cox, who plays her, is an amputee in real life. That isn't, oh, uh, that's really cool. That's cool. Yeah. So I so- assume that's why it was. Not cool that she's an amputee, but it's cool, cool. that it's part of the character now, and it's they gave the opportunity to um, someone. Yeah, with, with, yeah, that's that's what I meant. That's yeah, that's, yeah, that's what we all assumed you meant. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, you know that was a really cool backstory and setting up her. Like again, and it, like I'm sure that meant to a lot to like people who are deaf and that kind of thing, especially people who are, like born deaf and like went through school like in those kind of situations yeah. where you know trying to <laughs> deal with that kind of stuff but yeah uh obviously we get uh we see her father william you know teaching her sign language and talking to her she goes to a karate class and she's like watching people's moves and learning how to exploit them and that kind of stuff uh but then we get you know uh her dad's like oh I'll keep- your uncle is going to pick you up after class 
and we see a big white dude, fat fingers. Well, well, we see the hand. We see a hand of a big dude. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting, and I think the work done around him is interesting in the fact where I'm still unsure which direction they're going with that kingpin. If they yeah, so <laughs> canonically in the comics, she is the adopted daughter of the kingpin. Yes, no, no, no. that 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 part I've, I'm a thousand percent behind. It was more the fact of. Is this the same kingpin from Daredevil, or is this a new kingpin? Because mm. I, because listening to the voice, the voice that did sound very similar. Yes. Um, to Daredevil's kingpin, I was just, I think to Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Yes, I think if if um, it'll be interesting to, once that's cleared up a little bit more, um, especially with how they were talking about him didn't quite match up uh, later in the episode didn't quite match up with. Um, that Kingpin, considering the extent he had been throughout the Daredevil series, um, and he's a quite kind of well-known figure in that overall world. Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they tackle that. If they keep um, Vincent on and keep him as the Kingpin, but scrap everything to do with Daredevil and just say, forget that happened. Or... Or not. <laughs> or, I mean, that's... I was waiting for you to fill that in or i was gonna say or, or there's a not. new actor or yeah i mean it's I'd... been three years since the netflix series finished i don't know what the deal was uh rights wise well netflix no longer owns it or no longer has the rights to it mm. and i think the the rumor was that everything but daredevil was potentially being scrapped and that daredevil was the one that was people were still kind of either holding on hope for that was still going to be included or that it was to be rumoured to be featured here. And I I think with what I presume is going to happen um, in this series, one way or another, it could be a good way for them to reintroduce Matt Murdock into the MCU and into this world. Yeah, so here Um, we go. Apparently, Hollywood Reporter said, uh, per the original deal between Marvel and Netflix for the series, the characters cannot appear in any non-Netflix series or films for at least two years following the cancellation of Daredevil. So, I mean, the rumours have been swirling around. Not only yes. Kingpin coming into the series, but also, you know, Daredevil showing up in Spider-Man. So, you know, I assume, I assume they know that there's a pretty solid fan base that love those iterations yes. of the characters and that kind of thing, so... Um, and Marvel is the type of people to, like, pull. I feel like if they were going to do Kingpin, they were going to, they'd do Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. Because his Kingpin was fantastic. Like, um, his Kingpin was really good. Um, and I think it, it would be, you know, I guess it depends on what kind of, like, version of Kingpin you're going for. Um... I mean, it's simple. You just say that whatever happened in Far From Home brought the Kingpin into this universe, and that's what happened. Yeah. yeah or possibly. it's an alternate. Or this is an alternate version of Kingpin. Ed, do you think this is. It's really weird, right? I had this thought in the shower thought the other day. When in the timeline does this happen? Like, this has to be happening. It's it happening at Christmas. To- well, it's Christmas, right? But it has to be happening prior to the end of Far From Home. Not necessarily. Because Not necessarily, they say it's been a few years surely... since they've seen the Ronin. Yeah, yeah, that's... 
This is weird then. Unless this movie's in the I future. would say it's like two, three years after Endgame ends. So are we no longer plotting the MCU canonically? I don't know. I done? don't know. <laughs> because the thing that I'm like is confused about is there's nothing about Peter Parker in anywhere in New York, which is That's a fair point, considering Considering how big and large scale that is, there's no... That would, you know, point me towards this taking place after Don't Way Far From Home. Yeah. Yeah, which would then, you could circle back and be like, this is why King Ben was here and this is why... Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, that's kind of crazy. Especially considering that it comes out mid-series, there could potentially be some sort of tie-in. Doesn't make sense, though, with the fact that we saw Kingpin in her childhood. Oh, yeah. I guess there would have always been a Kingpin in this universe. Yes. Yes. And that could have always been Vincent Joffrey. We could always assume that Netflix yes. series existed in yes, the MCU. which we'll just have which to go. Yeah, no, initially is what, what they were telling us. But, yeah, I would, I would be very interested to find out, hopefully, in the coming future or somewhere around this when exactly this takes place in the timeline of because then that also makes it kind of weird in terms of Kate Bishop and when she's a part of the MCU and her going forward and mm. I guess we won't be seeing her for some time or won't be seeing Hawkeye for some time if they're having to let the rest of the movies and stuff catch up to that point. I don't yeah. Or we're in another scale of multiverses going multi times wibbly wobbly Wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. Yeah, sure. Where why we're not? gonna start seeing where we're gonna start seeing different versions of our same characters in different multiverses. No. Uh no. Uh Hawkeye's gonna follow the method of uh Stranger Things and just do holidays. Holiday events. So like next one's gonna be uh Valentine's Day. Uh Okay. So we have to wait. Yeah. Probably a year and a half. Uh mm. and then, you know, fourth of July. Halloween. Yeah, I guess. President's it's, it's Day. It's an interesting... I, they start to lose ideas after the first few. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that that does seem to be like it's losing steam. No, but I'm... that Audience members, I hope you understand what's going on in the show in terms of the timeline and where Peter Parker is, and is this a multiverse thing? Who knows? Because I don't. That's the exciting thing. You don't know. You, you need to tune in every week to find out. I uh, will say I really enjoyed the fight in the against the tracksuit mafia in the actual warehouse, like mm-hmm. uh, you know, springing around with all this. What a way to open it with uh, Kate and uh, Hawkeye too, like them being on that those quarter yeah. rides, and then just <laughs> look at Hawkeye on that, <laughs> springing with joy. Uh, shout out to Imagine Dragons for the, the shade, I guess from Kate Mike, Bishop. You know what's really. No, what's uh, it's, it's man? Kate, it's Imagine Dragons is really in pop culture at the moment. They really are considering, yeah, how how heavily they're featured in Arcane, um, and now Imagine Dragons are one hundred percent confirmed to be part of the MCU. Yep. Um, damn. That's all I can say is just yeah, damn. I mean, it is a, it, who's the asshole in that situation between. The guy who bought the Imagine Dragon tickets, knowing his girlfriend doesn't like Imagine Dragons, and the girlfriend deciding to take a friend to Imagine Dragons. I feel like it's taking a friend to Imagine Dragons that 
you don't like Imagine Dragons, so you're taking... That's even worse, right? Because like... nobody likes... Because then nobody going to Imagine Dragons likes Imagine Dragons. I love Imagine... Actually, I do like Imagine they Dragons, could... I will say that unironically. They yeah. are uh, they're okay. I actually recently listened to the 2012 album Night Visions, um, mm. and it's still fantastic, so everybody should have a little respect <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and what do you how did you feel about Kate Bishop this episode because I really I loved her I think there was a other than the aforementioned lack of <laughs> uh, morality of that character being dis- explored I think um, oh that's the scene with Hawkeye and her and, and the, the phone call yes I was about to bring that me. up what a... Oh. oh, it killed me. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Like just in, like, um, Hayley Seinfeld's acting, like, is, um... Like, her eyes just tearing up at that moment was like, oh, fuck, okay. Yeah. This is... I mean, it this is it, it has the quintessential Christmas moment of, I, it's okay if you're not home for Christmas. It's like, that's yeah. what every kid says to every busy parent. Before the parent shows up at Christmas, at the last minute. Uh, but yeah, that was beautifully put together and like you know, so hard to watch to a certain degree. It's like of like Jeremy. That might be some of Jeremy Renner's best work in like the MCU. And even just the case of, um, I, I I appreciated that they almost set it up that I was waiting for them to do the trope of um kate walking into the apartment him not hearing her and then her somehow spooking him and him like being like oh i almost attacked you but i didn't i'm glad that they didn't go with that and they went for this really intense moment um that was um yeah it was really really kind of especially I, i was thinking to myself just prior to this moment how much of the opening of this episode was very was much lighter in kind of tone in many ways. There's a lot more um, kind of comedic moments and um, joking around overall, um, but especially between kind of Hawkeye and Kate, with mm. like Kate not realizing that, like them having the conversations, but Hawkeye not being able to hear anything from the yes. conversations and that layering. Um, this moment was definitely like a gut punch that came out of nowhere a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed a lot of the banter, you know, uh, Kate kind of having to carry the conversation cause Hawkeye couldn't, <laughs> uh, you know, every, her complaining about every single arrow that was in the, in the bag, suction cup arrow, it, it is useful, surprisingly, uh, USB arrow, not so much. I'm, not so much. I will say in terms of arrows, this is Kieran's narrative nitpick of the week, everyone. Mm. Um, Hawkeye having a Pym arrow was slightly annoying to me, considering how against sharing Pym tech Hank Pym is. And, like, no, even, I no. guess... I assume, they- you know, he went raiding their facilities while the- during the blip. That's... Okay. All right. That's a... You have resolved Kieran's narrative nitpick for the I mean, it's a, it's a, a big, big <laughs> step in headcanon that he would, like... I'm going to steal a bunch of Pimtech. And then be able to, to put it in an arrow. It in, into an arrow. And then, yeah, that's a little bit. And it was a blue one, which, and it was an enlarging one, which enlarging was only figured out by, like, a 
I guess, jerry-rigged version of the shrinking technology is just putting it in backwards. So it's like, okay, but, why yeah, is this No, they had the things where they'd throw the things at... They did, they did, they did. That would have been large have, stuff, so... There was... Hmm, yeah, that's fair. That is fair. So I don't know, but... I mean, it, was a good, it made people... I think it was there for comedic effect, more than anything else. Like, more yes. than making sense from the back and end. And it was a good moment of... It was it's a good cool. moment giant of... Arrow. Um, giant Arrow. Kind of at the same time, it's like... Damn, you really, like... What if you broke the bridge with that arrow? Like, what if the I arrow mean, it's was just, too big in it? Kieran, like, it's an arrow. He wasn't going to break any. <laughs> it, it, it was a giant arrow. It was really big. Yeah, but it's still an arrow. It's, it's not going to go through cement, I don't think. <laughs> It'll go through a massive truck, but, uh, you know, not... Okay. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we end the episode. Uh, Hawkeye and Kate Bishop in Kate's house trying to hack into the her security system and her... Not doing a good job and getting locked out, um, you know. And then they come across Jax, who I'm pretty sure is holding the Rogan sword to yeah, the Hawkeye's face. So you know that's not going to end well. Yeah, no, no. That's a that is definitely an interesting setup for next week. Um, and I think it's it's nice that we're diving into, hopefully, diving into more of Jax. Um, yep. sooner rather than later. Well, um, Kieran. We're halfway through. Damn, we are as well. Three episodes in. Yeah, there's only three episodes left. We're halfway there. We're living on a prayer, you know? Whoa. Three more arrows left in the quiver. I don't think there was any left in the quiver when they... Oh, well, that's not true. There's all the ones that you pulled away that were too dangerous. So those are the only ones left. To break down my metaphor, I was... I was saying the episodes remaining, which are the, the oh, the the arrows, they are arrows. The arrowsodes, yeah. As a whole arrow. I don't look. Let's leave the the archery jokes and puns to me. <laughs> I really, it's really what I've got this. Okay, down. yeah. It's just yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else from this episode you want to touch on? I think we covered most of it. Uh... I think we pretty much covered everything. I don't think there's anything too bad. I don't know if some that. random lady can just... Doctor lady can fix a hearing aid that gets smashed that bad, but, uh, you know. Yeah, no. it was She was very good at her job. Give me five minutes. Um, <laughs> also, hawk ear was hilarious. That 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 was a solid pun. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I was like, damn. Also, the throwback conversation about having the giant H on his head for his costume yes, and that, all being in purple and stuff. I was like... That's, that's a cool, you know, cut comeback. Uh, you know, but he's right. His wife would definitely divorce him if he was wearing a giant. Yes, yes a I giant H on his. <laughs> Which you know what? It's the whole arc about um, Kate wanting to like reimage him and stuff is really undermined by the fact that all of the principal kind of artwork and material and images for this show have him in a costume. Mm. And but it's like, you know, it's oh, not a cool costume. It's not flashy like Captain America or whatever. You know? <laughs> no, but it's definitely the costume. So it's kind of like, oh, okay. So he is going. I will. To- I'll also say, nice touch that it's once pu- purple Play-Doh and then purple smoke. You know. Yes. Stay on brand. Yeah. Staying on brand. Yeah. With the purple, purple is pretty great. Cool. I can't wait for. Yeah. 
more purple uh, to be seen throughout this episode. Also, the coming episodes. Uh, shout out to the the star of the show, um, Jolt the Golden Retriever, for uh, smiling when she, he gets called Pizza Dog. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What an actor. Uh, Do you reckon that dog's... Is that dog actually missing an eye in real life, or is that a CG missing eye? I don't know. That's a good because, question. You know... I'd I'm love sure. to see the casting call for, hey, we're looking for a golden retriever with a missing eye. Or were they just looking for a golden retriever and they found one a missing eye and they're like, damn, that's quirky. Let's get him here. Just uh, doing a quick Google search. Doing a quick Google. That's okay. I'll keep riffing. Because I wonder if, you know. No, it, looks like it's a, it looks like it's a, it's a CGI. It's a, you see? Yeah. See? CGI. See. Real amputated leg, not a real missing eye. <laughs> uh, we are we are wheels and roundabouts yeah facts um we are well i'm happy about that because i don't i don't want that dog missing an eye so yeah exactly like we are we're making sure that the producers on hawkeye are and the casting director is shooting true um yeah. so with their casting <laughs> calls and their decisions you can check out jolt.of.genius on instagram just check out jolt the the golden retriever <laughs> Alright, uh, let us know what you thought of this episode of Hawkeye by going to explosion.com slash Twitter or jump to our Discord at explosion.com slash Discord. Uh, if you want to help us out here at All New Marvelcast, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser or tell people about the show. And if you like this episode, thought it was worth a dollar, head on over to our Kofi page at explosionnetwork.com slash support. Um, no, that's not, I'm looking at the wrong notes. Uh, Alright, make sure you watch next week's episode of Hawkeye and join us for another all-new Marvel cast.